We are back with another episode of the Gains by Pat podcast. It is currently Tuesday, January 24th at 9.42 p.m., but I was like, you know what? I've had this inconsistency with my podcast before I started in the summer, and then I had like two, three months where I didn't post a podcast. We're staying consistent to the Tuesday, Thursday podcast grind by any means necessary. It's been a very busy day. The start of any new year is always busy with uh, within the fitness space. Uh, today's topic of conversation, though, we're going to be going over, the, over three of the biggest fat loss mistakes that you might be making that is preventing you from making progress with your fat loss goals. I am currently sipping on a Diet Coke right now. It's probably a little late for uh, for caffeine, but it's a it's one of those mini Diet Cokes. And uh, via the can, it says it has uh, 28 milligrams of caffeine. It's not too bad. I could probably fall asleep on like 150 milligrams of caffeine. So, you know, we're living. Uh, all right. So let's 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 just get right into this right now. Let's get right into this. Uh, the three biggest fat loss mistakes that you're going to be making, and I'm going to obviously say them dive into them, talk through them. So you get the gist. All righty. All right. All right. Number one, let's talk about it. You are focusing too much on losing weight and not actually focusing on losing body fat. Hear me out. There's a lot to break down within this. I think, uh, first of all, there's a difference between losing weight and losing body fat. They can be, they, they work together and are one and the same in a sense but here's how it breaks down. Here's what I mean. Two different ways I'm going to break it down. One, think about when you do a very restrictive diet and you are not, uh, it's, it's just very restrictive and you lose a lot of weight on the scale. And then you say you lose 20 pounds on the scale, but you still have like a stomach, like you still have like fat on your stomach and on your lower back and your arms are super skinny and legs are super skinny, but you still have a lot of body fat on your stomach. That is one side of it. That means you, it's great that you lost weight, but not that much of it. Some of it was body fat. Yes, but not that much of it was body fat. You lost weight, but not all body fat. Now, another way uh, to look at it and think about it is on the flip side of that, well, let's talk about the flip side of that. On the flip side of that, you, you, the goal when anyone wants to lose weight, they say they want to lose weight, but they want to look a certain way that the that they think that amount of weight is going to make them look. So I think oftentimes a lot of people, maybe you, uh, say that you want to lose 10 to 15 pounds. And if you once you get to that mark, you're going to be you know where you want to be. But then if you lose 10 to 15 pounds and you're still not lean toned, you don't, you know, you still have body fat on your, uh, on your lower back. You still, um, you know, your arms still look the same and just skinny, but not any definition, not toned. Your, you know, your stomach still looks the same, still a body fat there. Is that really what you want? Probably not. So that's why it's important to focus on losing actual body fat, not just scale weight. So how do we do that? Well, first let's talk about what you're probably doing just to lose body or just to lose scale weight. The things that you're doing because you're so focused on scale going down and we've been taught for so long that if scale weight goes down, that's the only real measure of progress. It's not the case. It's not the case. All right. So um, if you are, most of the time, this is what people do when they want scale weight to go down. What they do is they focus entirely on cardio and trying to burn as many calories as possible, either doing cardio or they're doing HIIT workouts. And they think that that's going to help them. It, it does help you burn more calories, but 
it's not going to help you look more lean toned and lose body fat. It's going to help you lose weight a little bit quicker because ultimately you lose weight from being in a calorie deficit. This is how it breaks down as well. And I'll, I'll, I'll get into how you lose fat in a second, but you lose weight solely from being in a calorie deficit. You, if you are doing enough cardio and cutting back on calories enough and in, in, in a deficit, you're going to lose weight from your body. Uh, and where people lose fat is they don't add in these other two missing ingredients to the fat loss process. So oftentimes when people are just chasing going down on the scale weight, they are doing a, a ton, a ton of cardio. Again, this might be you doing way too much cardio and you are cutting back on calories, but you're being super, super, super restrictive. And you're, you know, cutting out carbs, you're cutting out sweets, you're not maybe you, you saw something where you shouldn't eat any meat or you should, you know, you shouldn't be high protein either. Um, and your just calories are insanely low. So that's how you can lose weight. But again, we're not trying to lose weight, we're trying to lose body fat, I want you to look and, and feel really good and actually have definition on your stomach, have the lower, uh, lower back fat be gone, have a little definition, feel better about how you look. Have clothes fit exquisitely. It's the first time I've ever used exquisite with a with exquisitely, that kind of adjective, but that it fit. Um, so how you lose body fat? So you lose weight, you lose overall mass from your body from being in a calorie deficit. Now, if you want to lose body fat and you want to focus solely on losing body fat, you need to be one, getting in enough protein and two, lifting strength training at least two, three times a week. Uh, and so- the reason that that helps you lose body fat, again, calorie deficit leads to you losing mass from your body. When you are lifting weights on a regular basis uh, and you are getting in enough protein, what that does is help you build muscle and hold on to muscle if you are in a calorie deficit and losing mass from your body. Now, you are not going from lifting weights and getting more protein. You are not going to get insanely bulky. There are people that intentionally try to get insanely bulky me for periods of time me right now i would love to put on more muscle i would love to i i lift pretty much every single day i get in a lot of protein it's not making me overly bulky rather it is helping me get and stay a lot leaner um, lose body fat helping me lose body fat and stay leaner keeping body fat off so yes lifting will allow you to build muscle. And if you focus on a certain body part more, certain exercises more, if you genetically grow muscle easier or quicker in certain areas, then yes, you're going to put on a little bit more muscle quicker in those areas. But uh, overall, what it does is helps give you that tone look. It helps build up these different areas. Uh, and so therefore, another thing that helps when you have more muscle and you build a little bit more muscle it increases your metabolism. You need more calories to maintain that muscle so that as you are losing weight from your body, you don't need to go way, 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 way low calorie in order to keep losing weight, losing body fat. When you have some muscle and you keep the muscle on, you don't have to go as low calorie. So that's one benefit, um, but that's getting away from the whole point of this, um, losing body fat. So Again, when, you, when you're in a calorie deficit, you're losing mass from your body. Now you add in strength training and getting enough protein. You have this muscle that you have built up and or are building. As you are then in a calorie deficit, you're going to be losing mostly body fat because as, your body needs to take away mass from you from somewhere. But if you are doing everything necessary to hold on to this muscle, then your body has nothing else to take but the excess body fat. 
So that is why lifting in getting in more protein is like the secret sauce, the secret sauce, the secret sauce to helping you actually look and feel more how you want. And I think, again, people have this negative predisposition, if we'll say, to lifting and getting in more protein, because I think a lot of times people that grew up in the 70s and 80s and 90s uh, saw you know, all these ads and saw people talking about lifting and protein and like think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger and they think that they're going to look like Arnold if they started lifting. And it's like my dogs, he was on steroids and lifting for two, three hours a day and had elite genetics and did everything perfect with nutrition. It's like, you're not, you're just not going to look like that. Uh, but again, it's going to help you look more lean tone. It's going to look you help you look more how you want when you are lifting weights. You're not a, a gym bro. You don't it, like any anyone and everyone should be lifting weights. Not only does it help you like actually this is a little fun fact for you. One of the main reasons that people go into nursing homes is because they do not have enough strength to squat themselves up off the toilet and off of different couches and chairs and stuff. So they need help to do that stuff on a regular basis. So if you have more muscle and strength to keep doing that and be functioning at an older age, I know we're talking about like losing fat right now, but just thinking about life as a whole, it's going to be helpful to lift weights. So uh, that's what I think a lot of people, their mistake is they're focusing, you're focusing so much on losing scale weight, losing scale weight, losing scale weight, losing scale weight, need to see it go down, need to see number go down. Um, instead of just focusing on losing body fat. And sometimes when you are focusing on losing body fat and say, you know, you haven't lifted weights before you haven't got protein in before there's going to be times where scale weight might stay around the same, might even go up a little bit. It might not go down as fast as it previously did when you were just so gung-ho about scale weight only going down and doing these crazy restrictive diets that turned into this yo-yo dieting cycle. Scale weight's not going to go down as fast compared to that because your only goal when you're doing that is for scale the number to go down on the scale. It's not for you to lose body fat. When you're actually losing body fat, when you start lifting, um, when you're actually, you know, trying to purposely lose body fat and, and you're starting to lift for the first time, uh, you're getting more protein one, when you start to lift and it's a tough exercise and you start going up in weight, your body, basically your muscles break down and you hold on to more water weight. Basically the water fills into your muscles because it's helped to help you recover from the workout itself. So because of that, then you are going to be holding on to more water weight in the recovery process of the lifting side of things. And so therefore scale weight might stay around the same, even if you are losing body fat and or might even go up a tiny bit, even if you're losing body fat. So that's one thing to keep in mind as you're building muscle. And also too, like if you are building muscle, but losing body fat at the same time, it's like muscle goes up, body fat goes down, scale weight stays around the same. So just because scale weight initially does not go down right away, it does not mean that you are not losing body fat. I've had a lot of clients I've worked with where, we start lifting weights on a more regular basis and getting more protein in a matter of four to eight weeks. Their body looks completely different, but they've, they're, they're only down five to seven pounds on the scale. But if you saw that kind of transformation they made, you'd be like, damn, they got to be down 20 pounds. Uh, but that's the power of focusing on losing body fat and taking those actions, being in a calorie deficit, getting in enough protein, uh, focusing on strength training, 
That's the beauty of it. So again, focus on the actions that lead to you losing body fat, not these short-term actions that are going to help the scale weight number go down, but are not going to help you make the progress you want with your body, are not going to help you build quality long-term habits, and are not going to help you keep it off for the long-term as well. So that's the first one. That's the first one. Number two, let me take a little sip of my Diet Coke right here. Diet Coke mini. This this podcast is not sponsored by Diet Coke. Uh, that might be, if I were ever to get a sponsor, a beverage sponsor, uh, I think it would be have to be Bud Light. I've really, <laughs> I've really been on the Bud Light train lately. The last like month, ever since Christmas, I got snowed in in Ohio, uh, snowed and iced in. It was like negative thirty in Ohio. Uh, my parents went to our our uh, our other family members for Christmas and they have an SUV and they took me, but I was going to drive separate because I had other family I wanted to go to. And I was like, nah, wait, because you know, I got work to do and I don't want to go down there early for three days. And I still want to drive and see other family. Anyway, long and the short of it, I was home alone at my parents' house, just drinking Bud Light, not by myself at, at my parents' house, but I was alone at my parents' house. But then the only place I felt comfortable driving to was to the gas station that was like a block away. And then my best friend lives down the street. Well, his parents live down the street, literally like a 0.3 mile drive down the street, um, literally on the same street as me. And uh, so I would drive down to their house. I'd bring a six pack of Bud Light. We'd play games. We watch Christmas movies. We had dinner. They invited me over because I couldn't go anywhere for the holidays. It, it, great friends, great family. They're basically my family as well. Uh, but anyway, I had Bud Lights a lot during that time. And then I've continued it now into the new year. So if we're going to get any sponsor on the podcast, if anyone has the Bud Light plug, holla at your boy. Uh, anyway, number two, number two biggest fat loss mistake not planning anything out, just being willy nilly with your life and your fitness goals. It's not, it's not going to help you lose fat. Just, just on a, on a whim, hoping it happens. No game plan, no idea how to do it. No idea what the day looks like. Just, just vibes, just vibes and hopes for fat loss. It's not going to happen to lose fat and make changes. You have to do something different compared to what you've done before. You've been living on vibes in, in hope that you're going to lose fat for years now. And it hasn't happened. You got to fundamentally change. You got to fundamentally change something that you are doing with your day to day in order to make the change. Like you have to change an action in, in, in an actual order to like stick with it so that you actually do it long enough to make progress and then actually maintain the fat loss progress. So you got to be intentional with your actions in your days, in your meals, in your workouts. You got to be intentional. And I'm not saying you got to be like gung-ho, like every conversation you have. It's like, hey, uh, hey, uh, Joe, I, uh, you know, I got, I got three hours to my workout. So as long as you wrap it up by then, then uh, yeah, we're good. Or it's not, it's not like you go out to eat, you're on a date and you're like, hey, uh, uh, hmm. What's the name? Hey, Jessica. Never dated a Jessica. Hey, Jessica. Um, yeah, I never have. Uh, hey, Jessica. Uh, great conversation these first five minutes. Hey, uh, how many calories do you think this has? Actually, it might be a good conversation depending on if they uh, are into fitness and stuff and being mindful of their calorie goals. But like, you don't have to be that gung-ho about it to the point that it overtakes your entire life, but doing a little mental planning, a little, a little, a little journaling of it, a little notebook writing, a uh, little notes section of the phone, 
getting an idea of what the week and the day is going to look like so that you can overall stay on track with your goals is super helpful. So my favorite things to do right now, like I, at this point in my fitness journey, I've been lifting and being mindful of nutrition for 10 years, 10 years. That doesn't mean I'm tracking calories every single day. It doesn't mean I don't miss workouts sometimes. It doesn't mean that I don't have a weekend where I have 5,000 calories a day and drink 15 Bud Lights in a day. It's happened. It's happened. It's happened. It's life. Uh, but I've been overall consistent. But these are the things that I did uh, and, and still do like when I have a period of time where I kind of get off track a little bit. So one, planning out what days and times that you are going to work out. Extremely beneficial, extremely helpful. When you have an idea of what your schedule looks like and you take a step back and you're like, all right, what days, times can I fit in? Can I fit in my workout? Will I fit in my workout? For some people, you might have to do it first thing in the morning. I know you might not, like, I'm sure that you would rather sleep other than work out, especially when you're early on into trying to lose fat and just in general sometimes. I love working out. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's literally my entire life. It is what I do for my business. It is what I make content about. It's what I've done 90% of my days in my 20s. Uh, has been getting a workout in. There are days, many days, I don't feel like going. I don't feel like doing it, but I know I, I still like write it down and I'm like, all right, it's a part of my day. I got to get it done. Sometimes with my schedule, it has to be in the morning. Sometimes it has to be at 3 p.m. between a bunch of calls and emails and work. Sometimes it's at 8, 9 p.m. That's rare now, but uh, you got to fit it in where you can. And again, that's where the sacrifice side of things comes into play. You can't keep doing the same schedule routine that you've been doing and expect on a whim that you're going to fit in a workout out of nowhere. You have to be intentional and be like, all right, where, what should I move around? Like maybe it's, you know, you got to wake up an hour earlier and you got to get a workout in. Maybe that means you go to bed a little bit earlier. So you get off your phone a little bit early or you stop watching the movie a little bit early. You don't watch the fourth episode of Mad Men that night. Uh, whatever the case is, White Lotus. I need to watch that. I'm going to Italy this summer. S Sicily. I'm going to Sicily. I uh, heard something about White Lotus being in Sicily. Anyway. You might not have to, you might have to cut back on your episodes of White Lotus. And I'm sorry to say that, but if you want to make fitness goals and lose fat, I'm not sorry. Uh, so that's an important thing. That's an important factor. Uh, Got to be intentional. Got to plan out your workout days and times. Got to do that. I also think having an actual workout plan to follow helps out a lot. It's pretty like daunting, just like also, just going to the gym, straight vibes, not sure what you're doing, trying to on a on a on a whim miraculously figure out what exercises you're going to do. Like if you only have 45 minutes, you're already making an adjustment to your schedule to go to the gym. And then you spend another 20 minutes like lollygagging around trying to figure out what the next exercise you're going to do is or what the focus that day is going to be. It's going to be tough to make progress. You're, you're one, it's going to be tough to make progress. You're not going to get as much out of it. And then you're not going to enjoy it as much because you feel lost. You're not getting better. You're not making the progress you want. It's not going to last that long. So have a workout program that you're following. If you want a great workout program, I'm going to give myself a little plug right here. If you want a great workout program and you want a community that will help you stay on track with your fitness goals and you want coaches that can guide you to help you lose fat, along your journey, 
look nowhere else than realistic gains. My coaching program, <laughs> for real, we have, so we have workout programs uh, structured for beginners, people that are a little bit more advanced people. The workout programs are based around if you can work out three or four days, they're based around if you are a man or a woman, they're based around if you're working out in the gym uh, or at home with just dumbbells. So literally, if you want a workout program that's going to help you make a lot of progress losing body fat, um, actually losing body fat, this is the place. Realisticgains.com, www.realisticgains.com. Check it out. It's $39 a month as well. It's it's very, very cost-effective, very affordable. We have a wonderful Facebook community and group. Highly recommend checking out www.realisticgains.com. This, pod, this podcast and, and, and video is now sponsored by Realistic Gains, courtesy of me. Um, anyway, yeah, check it out. Let me know questions you have. Anyway, but again, it helps so much to have a set game plan in place when you go in the gym. So highly recommend that. Um, the other part of it is with nutrition. Workouts are one part, one side of it. Nutrition is another big thing. And this is where it becomes even more important to plan it out day to day, especially early on and or especially when you are not making the progress you want. So what what helps with this is, what I like to do is literally like do it the day before. Cause I think if you try to plan out a whole week with nutrition, that's, that's honestly very daunting. It's very daunting. I, I don't know how I'm going to be feeling my hunger levels, what I have going on. I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow night. I might have plans pop up. I don't know. I don't know. I know what I'll do Thursday. I don't know. It's rare that I have my whole life like scheduled out to a T different things pop up. We're an adult here. It's okay. If you don't have your whole week planned out. But the day before you or the morning of, you likely have an idea of what the day is going to consist of in a roundabout way. So what I would do is take five, five to 10 minutes the night before, more like three to five minutes. Take three to five minutes the night before or the morning of and be like, all right, what does my day look like today? What am I going out to dinner tonight? Am I getting some drinks tonight? Am I going out to lunch with someone? What's going on? What's the deal? And so the reason behind this, so say that you have, um, you know, say you have a dinner out at night, say, you know, it's Tuesday, say that tomorrow night, I'm going to go to a happy hour and get dinner with someone. And so I'm probably going to have a couple of drinks. And if I, you know, maybe I'll probably get something like relatively healthy ish for dinner, um, just because I haven't really been like in the mood for anything like so like, like, I haven't been in the mood for like a big pasta dish or like anything like that, like nothing like that really like one, it like doesn't make me feel as good anymore. I still have it. Like I'm up, if I'm out to dinner with someone, like a best friend or a date or something like that, then like I'll suggest we split a dish that sounds good. But I don't want just like like pasta. Like I would split pasta and have like half a portion of it. But like I don't want a big portion of pasta, and I'm just gonna be weighed down, not feeling good. Uh, like even just taking away the calories of any foods. Like sometimes too big of portions don't make me feel good. The other side of that is you could just get a smaller portion and take the rest home or just eat or just eat a smaller portion and take the rest home. This is getting off the topic of what I'm saying. But anyway, if you're going out to dinner, regardless, whatever, what literally whatever you want to eat, don't let me not ordering pasta by my lonesome uh, deter you from ordering whatever you want. Uh, but have an idea of how you want to go about dinner. And so this is a question I sometimes get from, from clients too, uh, is they'll ask me like, what's like the best, like healthy option or the best option for them to stay on track with their goals. And they go out to X, Y, Z restaurant. And the, the thing about it is 
oftentimes these are people that are not going out to eat on a on a on a on a super regular basis. They're going out to eat one to two times per week. And what I always tell them, it's like you should get something that you overall enjoy. Like I always ask them, I, I'm if they send me the menu, I'm like, what do you think is like what sounds good to you? Like what is act what's like talking to you? Like what item on that menu is like speaking your language right now? And then once they say that, once they tell me whatever it is, it's a uh, lobster mac and cheese, whatever it is, whatever they tell me, then I'm like, all right, how many drinks do you think you're going to have? Do you think you're going to have any drinks? Eh, one to two, 10, whatever they say. Uh, sometimes I got to be like, if you had 10 drinks and lobster mac and cheese, probably going to go over calories for the day. But hey, if you really want to enjoy it, do you think that day we'll get back on track the next day? If you want to stay on track, probably got to cut it, cut out one of those a little bit. Uh, so anyway, we have a game plan. I have an idea what that meal at night is going to be. Say that the meal is going to be around a thousand to 1200 calories. Say someone's calorie goal is around 1800 calories. So they got around 600, 800 calories work with earlier in the day. Best way to go about that then is try to have something in the morning that is super for both meals really for, for breakfast, something that's lower calorie, high protein. In that situation, I'd probably do like one or two whole eggs, some egg whites, probably a Greek yogurt, and maybe like some strawberries or an apple. That's pretty filling, high protein, uh, drink a lot of water. At lunch, I'd probably have like a giant grilled chicken salad. Uh, again, maybe some other fruit on the side, maybe it's like strawberries or something like that. Again, going to be very filling, lower calorie. Uh, each of those are going to be around, I don't know, 300 calories each-ish. Um, and then I would say before you go out to dinner, I think it can be helpful to get a little snack in maybe like an apple, maybe a Greek yogurt so that you're not going to dinner, like a, a, absurdly hungry. Um, so I have a little something before dinner and then you have that kind of game planned out meal that you were going to have for dinner. And again, it, it, if, again, some of the fun of going out to eat, in my opinion, is also going there without any like definitive i have to order this to stay on track with fitness goals some of it sometimes it's like all right what on the menu sounds good let me get a couple drinks whatever looks good there let's have a meal let's rock in that situation too like either way it's helpful for those first couple of meals in the day to be lower calorie high protein so that from a total calorie standpoint from the day even if it, at night it's not like you're, you perfectly know exactly ahead of time. I think just having that overall plan and game plan going into that meal and that day helps out a lot. And then apply that situation with anything. Apply literally what I just said with anything that pops up in your life. You got a baby shower, plan for the baby shower, plan for that meal in the morning to be higher protein, lower calorie, plan for the meal in the evening time to be higher protein, low calorie. Yes, you got to follow through with it, but having some kind of plan of attack helps to follow through. If you're just going out, if you're just going about the days with with no no game plan and you just leave it up to chance in the moment and you're like, huh, I wonder. I literally had uh, pancakes and uh, and bacon for breakfast. That's a 800 calories. Uh, but I'll eat healthy when I go out to eat for the other two meals. You go to a baby shower. They have cookies. They have cupcakes. They have every sweets you can imagine. I don't know what else they have at baby showers. Maybe it's healthy. Maybe it's not. And when I say healthy – healthy. I'm just saying like some veggies, some fruits, some high protein stuff. Healthy is all relative, but you get what I mean. You get what I'm saying. But again, if you're just leaving up the chance in the moment and wait till you get hungry and you're like, damn, what sounds good when I'm hungry? It's probably not going to be a grilled chicken salad. 
you're probably, you know, if you if you've been doing this for a little bit and you you've planned it out before, then maybe you understand a grilled chicken salad is the best option, or maybe you have the discipline to be like in the moment, like grilled chicken salad. I got to stick with my goals because I know later in the day, uh, I'm gonna have the lobster mac and cheese and ten drinks. Uh, then it's helpful. Then uh, then that's great. Or not, yeah, obviously it's helpful. Then that's great. But again, most people, especially you, when you are starting to lose fat, that's probably not gonna be you. So have a game plan for the day take three to five minutes and and think think it through a little bit i know there's a lot going on in life i know you have a lot going on you got kids you got a family you got a girlfriend boyfriend significant other you got business you got work you got your netflix shows you got all types of stuff i get it i get it i really do i really do but you can take three to five minutes to plan out your day if you want to lose fat all right not planning anything out. That's a mistake. You're going to work on it. We're going to work on it together. I could plan stuff out better. I could plan stuff out better and I'm going to work on it more. I think I have decent habits, but I, I need to keep working too, damn it. All right. Number three, fat loss mistake. Number three, fat loss mistake. Not giving it, it as in not giving your fat loss enough time. Not giving it time. You're not giving it time. Give it time. Stop being in a rush. You don't need, it's not, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Uh, uh, <laughs> fat loss takes time. Normally, here's the thing. Fat loss takes time. Let me talk about a few different things as it relates to it taking time. So, uh so here, here's one. So I said, remember when I said earlier in this podcast, in this video, where I said that when people start getting into more protein and strength training for the first time, um, they, when we compare their progress photos, they look drastically different. So that is when they put everything together and they are executing with workouts. They're getting three, four lifting workouts in a week. They are getting better and stronger, kind of pushing themselves to get better, stronger. They're in a calorie deficit, even a slight calorie deficit. They're getting in more protein. They, they understand that they've made changes with nutrition. They've stayed overall decently consistent on the weekends. Uh, they haven't been perfect, but they've done a pretty good job. They've been overall consistent. That is when they make that kind of progress. That is when you make that kind of progress, when you really put all of this stuff together. Now, it takes time to put it all together. We, and kind of going back to just aiming to lose scale weight by any means necessary, uh, so much of losing body fat is unlearning all of this, all this, uh, all this uh, eternal BS, or what's the word I want to use here? Uh, see, I've been trying to dig into my vocabulary back too much, and then you get left trying to figure out a word, and you sound like an idiot. Uh, eternal BS could work, but you essentially, you essentially are like sorting through this like these lifelong myths and um, fears that you have about fitness and uh, what actually you should do to make progress that actually isn't what you should, shouldn't do. And you shouldn't be, you know, worried and scared about going out to eat. Like you shouldn't, it, it's okay to have carbs. You can eat later at night. Uh, you can, you don't have to have five small meals every six small meals every day to lose fat and incre increase your metabolism. It's literally just about total calories, getting enough protein, doing some strength training, getting some cardio in a little bit of cardio. It can be walking, whatever cardio you enjoy. 
That's literally all it's about. That's literally all fat loss is about. We way overcomplicate it. I have a whole other theory on that. It's, I mean, it's not even a theory. It's like, I think so much of the fitness and weight loss and nutrition space is just all about making money. So we create these random systems to help people lose fat magically, capitalize on that. Some of them will live on forever. Uh, other Others of them, we realize it's BS, but people are like, I understand too, that people are desperate to lose weight. And like, I know people want to feel better and want to look better and have confidence from this stuff. But if you keep going in that same cycle over and over again, it's never going to happen. And so that's why, that's why I also make content. It's like, I, I and, and that's why I, I, I might, if you follow me or, you know, you keep listening to the podcast, you watch any videos, I'm saying a lot of the same stuff, but I'm trying to do it consistently month after month, week after week, year, year after year. And constantly trying to figure out new platforms to put it out on, um, trying to trying to you know market essentially in a way, and trying to change my content up so that it can keep reaching more and more people. Because like I know how powerful it is to like take a little bit more simple, relaxed approach to fitness and focus on these main pillars and just focus in on those. And I know the results that come from that. Cause like my one-on-one clients I work with and they're, you know, they they put it all together and they're consistent with it. They make a ton of progress when my group coaching clients and, and uh, in realistic games, when they do this stuff, put it together, the progress they make is amazing uh, for myself. When I put, when I've, you know, now that I've put this stuff together the last, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, I've been able to make and maintain a lot of progress. So like, it, so much of it is unlearning all of this just BS that we're constantly seeing about like how to lose weight fast. And uh, we have this, so much of this stuff ingrained in our head too, based on like what our parents have told us about fitness and health and weight loss and, and not eating too much. And uh, just people are mean too about this stuff. Like they're, they're just, they're, they're ruthless. They're hyenas. It's like, damn dog, I'm on my own journey, supported or not supported or not. Uh, but anyway, we got to figure this stuff out for ourselves. Sometimes um, we're not always going to have, you know, that kind of support uh, as we're working on this stuff. Um, again, that's where realistic gains and having a community that can help you and support you helps out a lot. Another plug for realistic gains, but in all seriousness, it does help out a lot. And we offer that um, in the community, we, not we entirely, the community we have and the members that we have and clients that are in realistic gains help you with that too. Cause everyone there is super supportive, also working on their fitness goals and wants to see others succeed. Um, so that's why it's helpful. But anyway, uh, so much of it, it, it of fat loss too is unlearning the things that we had learned before and putting it all together. So, you know, it takes time to kind of put all this stuff together. Uh, it takes time to one, like start to get in lifts on a regular basis and start to put your push yourself more. It takes time to understand what foods to cut back on and kind of what a calorie deficit is and kind of what that means. It takes time to figure out what foods are higher protein that you actually enjoy and can work in on a day-to-day -day basis. It takes time for all this stuff. And so you have to give yourself ample time to mentally be in a place where you can do all of this. Because also we're not factoring in the fact that you have a life, you have a career, you need to pay bills, you need to do things with your friends and your family. You have you have all these things going on where it's not just going to be, for some people it is, but a lot of times it's not just like a, a snap of the fingers and it's like, all right, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm lifting weights all the time now. I'm being in a calorie deficit now, I'm doing this stuff. Like it, it takes time to understand, grasp it. And then even once you understand, grasp it, it takes a whole other like mental level of focus to then actually execute and follow through. And then once you get to that level, then it takes time to actually like see the results when you're doing everything correctly. 
Uh, and so hopefully that does not sound daunting. I'm sure it did. I'm sure you're like, yo, forget this guy. I'm going to do the uh, any restrictive diet. It's going to help me lose 10 pounds in the next two days. <laughs> but again, I, I'm saying this because I think you need to give yourself some leeway and some some credit. One, because it takes time to put all this stuff together. And then also like, it takes time to lose body fat and make progress. Like, I think if you're kind of overall consistent with all those things, you'll start to see some really good changes in around four to six weeks. You'll start to notice yourself losing body fat from, you know, arms, legs, um, a little bit on your midsection. And then in around like three to six months, you can com look completely different. You can lose a ton of body fat and look drastically different. And the time is going to pass regardless. Like if you, on the flip side of that, if you have two weeks, three weeks where you're super restrictive, you lose 10, 15 pounds, then you gain it all back and you don't really know how to actually make progress and maintain it. And even when you do lose the weight, you don't look how you want because it wasn't you losing body fat, it was you losing weight. Then you're just going to keep going in this cycle nonstop. So instead of doing that, give yourself more time and respect the process, respect the process, respect that you have to be mentally in a place where you can and will do it. And then embrace the fact that like, it takes time to get this stuff down. It takes time to, you know, get your schedule to a point where you can get in workouts. It takes time to, uh, it takes time to like follow through with all these things enough to make progress. And again, not saying that to deter you, you literally like from what you are doing now, you can make some very small changes to what you're doing, cutting back on calories a little bit, getting in a, a tiny bit more protein, lifting two days a week and doing a 20 minute walk each week, which uh, or each day, which I think majority of people can do. And you will be unbelievably surprised with how much progress you will make losing body fat. Uh, but I think either way, knowing that it takes time to make progress is important and being patient with yourself, giving yourself some, some, some niceness, be kind to yourself along the journey. And, um, and then like, once you actually do start to make progress, that's when, in, you know, it gets fun. And that's when you should like keep hammering home, you know, pushing yourself more and more, um, or, you know, pushing to stay consistent, at least like pushing to stay consistent is the name of the game. I think also too, uh, just a little bonus fourth mistake here little bonus fourth fat loss mistake. I think, I think a lot of times people start to make a little bit of progress and they get very complacent and they stop taking action that has led them to making progress. And that's human nature. That's human nature. It's that way with relationships. Sometimes it's that way with business. I've done, I've, I've those last two, even with fitness goals, literally every aspect of my life, I've had success in some capacity and then I got complacent. And then I took a step back or didn't end up making the progress that I wanted in that amount of time. Then I had to go back to the drawing board, see what I did wrong remind myself that I was complacent during that time and I wasn't consistent as much as I should have been. And then after I did that, then I, you know, started to make the progress I wanted to. So it's a little bonus fourth one, but those are overall the biggest mistakes to rehash them, to re, to re, uh, re go over them. Number one, focusing too much on losing weight, not focusing enough on losing body fat. Number two, not planning anything out, not having a game plan with how to lose fat and how it's going to work within your schedule. Three, not giving it time, not giving yourself time to actually, you know, put everything together, fit it within your life, fit it within your schedule, and then not giving it time once you do put it together to actually see the changes and not doing it long enough and consistent enough to see changes because you might be a little impatient, but we're trying to be more patient in 2023. Uh, and not rush the process. And then number four, a little bonus one, being complacent. 
big time mistake. We all do it, but try to try to avoid it. When you when you're making progress, press down on the gas even harder. Don't let let off. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. <clears throat> it is now. <clears throat> golly, take a sip of diet coke. It is now ten twenty two. I appreciate you listening, watching. Uh, leave a comment or DM me or something if you watched all the way through. I will see you on the next episode. Much love, peace, and blessings.